It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. What is up? I'm John Hansen. Welcome to Hansen's Hints, heading into week number four here at FantasyPoints.com. Also doing this on video. Not sure if you'll see the video, but I am recording this Wednesday night here on the 27th of September, heading into week number four, doing it way too late. Per usual, I look like a fantasy football vampire uh, this late, being up at 6 a.m., but neither here nor there. It is called Hanson's Hints here, the podcast here in the Fantasy Points podcast feed. So let's start giving out some hints here coming out of week number three. Still kind of adjusting to the the whole process here, the whole schedule in the regular season. Do a lot of work on Tuesdays, probably about 15 hours, unfortunately. Uh, but we do need to get through a lot in a very quick time. Uh, quick turnaround, boom, Wednesday comes, injury report comes out. Thursday night football, and we're ready to go. But speaking of Thursday night football, hopefully you're listening to this before the kickoff. I did want to give out my little Thursday night special prop here, and we are going to go with our guy, Luke Musgrave, the rookie tight end for the Green Bay Packers, who is doing pretty darn well, off to a darn good start. And right now he is sixth in the National Football League in air yards per fantasy points data at tight end with 52.3 in just three games. Um, Tenth in expected fantasy points, um, I believe, per uh, Scott Barrett. So I'm going to go with a prop tonight for Luke Musgrave over 35.5 receiving Yard. C.J. Gardner-Johnson is out for the Detroit Lions. He is often the matchup for a tight end, and that is a big loss in terms of slowing down an athletic flex tight end like a Luke Musgrave who just missed a big play on a downfield shot from Jordan Love last week, had a couple of other really nice catches, key third down conversion. He has been put on the fast track, but... This is a darn good player, very talented player, and the talent is showing. So Luke Musgrave tonight, over 35.5, our projection, or my projection, is 48 yards. And we do think that we'll see a shot play or two to Luke Musgrave. And certainly the Detroit Lions defense, really good right now. I honestly wanted to go with Jaden Reed as my Thursday night special, but man, Watching the Lions last week, Brian Branch, the rookie, wow, he was awesome. All over the place. He'll be the matchup there for Jaden Reed uh, quite often. Certainly Amon Ra looking good, by the way, in this game, but that's too big of a name. So the low-end guy that we're going with is Luke Musgrave, the rookie tight end for the Green Bay Packers. Moving onward and upward, I guess this podcast has just kind of evolved into Keep in mind, it is still early in the week for me, Um, so still gathering up all the intel. And I think, as I said 
last week. You know, lately, the last couple of years, I don't know if it's COVID-related perhaps, but I really don't think I can get really into the analysis and really diving into the matchups until I get that Friday injury report, unfortunately. But we are not doing this on a Friday, uh, but I will quickly go around the league. We did touch on the Thursday night football game. We do like Luke Musgrave to go over 35.5 yards. Hopefully it'll come on one play, like the first play of the game. That would be nice. Get it out of the way. Atlanta Falcons, Jacksonville Jaguars, if you are a subscriber uh, to FantasyPoints.com, you probably saw that Trevor Lawrence has splashed all over the players to trade and trade for article. We've got all the data points on Lawrence uh, with Fantasy Points data in terms of all the drops that he's dealing with and all the yards that have been lost due to drops. And per Brett Whitefield of Fantasy Points Data, I think he said today to me this morning, four drop touchdowns for Trevor Lawrence. Um, So this matchup here is pretty decent. The Falcon D has been scrappy, but I watched that game last week against the Lions and Jared Goff was doing his taxes in the pocket. Trevor Lawrence is throwing some darts this year. A lot of them are right on target, but they're not being completed. But that will uh, regress to the mean there, and he'll have a good game, I do believe. I did not like him last week for the record. We will likely see a lot of Calvin Ridley, though, on A.J. Terrell. So I do think... Pretty strongly, it'll be a Christian Kirk game. That's a very good tip there. Watch out for the Falcons. I mean, the Jaguars against the run uh, as well. Really tight right now. Could be a tough spot there for Bijan. Miami, Buffalo. I was not in on the Dolphins. Um, If you did rank our quarterbacks in the preseason in terms of points per game, I did. we did have Tua right there. The problem was I just did not believe that Tua Tungavelloa could make it through, you know, frankly, 16, 17 games. We shall see. We're through three games. I will say that I don't think Raheem Mostert and the Dolphins will do nearly as well. It's covered in um, our matchup mismatch column there, written uh, excellently by our Joe Dolan, one of the many great article pieces we produce every week to really give you an edge in everything, gambling, propage, DFS. By the way, if you're not a subscriber to the website, Gurific25 will save you 25% off your subscription to fantasypoints.com. Well, back to the hintage here. Yeah, Buffalo, they have given up some explosive runs, but they're actually pretty good in yards before contact. So they they get pretty quick penetration. So not expecting Raheem Mostert to go off. It looks like uh, Jalen Waddell will return. Bill secondaries, no joke. Um, we're going to get on the other side of things. Probably a lot of uh, Stefan Diggs there on Xavier Howard. So guess what? Could be another Gabe Davis this week. Uh, Gabe Davis week. Fantasy point subscribers rejoice, hopefully, uh, that you hopefully went back in on Gabe Davis because it is indeed happening. And James Cook looking good there as well. Minnesota, Carolina, quickly, I I just don't feel warm and fuzzy about the Vikings in this spot. 
Now we'll see about J.C. Horn. That that would be a huge de- development or, you know, continuation of a development for uh, the Panthers. If J.C. Horn is out again, that would help because he is well equipped to uh, slow down Mr. Justin Jefferson. Um, what is his status? Oh, that's right. He's on IR. My my bad. Uh, but that was September 15th. So, okay, no, we're still good for another week. Um, I still don't love it for Kirky, but he's obviously talking about firing missiles. He's a QB1 right now. So, you know, we're going to roll with him here. I do think the Panther D is a pretty challenging one. I kind of like Madison once again this week, believe it or not, to get some volume. Broncos, Bears, this is it. Javante Williams time. Going to get the ball. They'll have a lead. Bears are giving up like 29 rushing attempts per game to running backs. So he's looking pretty darn good. Javante, Piran too. It's kind of a stardom if you need him game. Russ Wilson was on my target list. I, I did feel pretty good about him all year. It was very boring. I, I had no enthusiasm about it this summer, but I, you know, I think I stuck and stayed with Russ. Um, and you know, it's he's compiling. It's it's ugly, but this is a Perfectly good matchup, obviously, against these Chicago Bears. Both teams are pretty hapless right now. Wow. The Ravens-Browns game is scary. Both um, Odell and Rashad Bateman out of practice early in the week. And nasty matchup for my guy, our guy, Zay Flowers, inside often against Greg Newsom. It could be Greg Gruesome here for Zay and the Ravens this week. Mandrews didn't have a good game in two games against this this team last year. A little bit of a different defense, but the defense is absolutely lights out. So very worried about the Raven passing, well, offense this week, especially the passing attack in Cleveland. Raven D is actually hanging in there. You know, they do have a bunch of no names in the secondary. Deshaun Watson did play better last week. He is a little... It was on that injury report as well. Uh, Jerome Ford, I wouldn't worry about it too much with others getting touches. You know, he's not going to dominate every touch. The guy did score two touchdowns. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Houston Texans. Well, I talked a lot about Kenny Pickett last week. It did get a lot better. This matchup is certainly beatable. They still have a bunch of injuries back there in the secondary. We just need the O-line to continue to get better. Najee Harris to continue to get better. Support Kenny Moore. And then, you know, there is a residual effect, but we are back trending in the right direction. And maybe we did, I did overrate Ken Pickett a little bit. We're just looking for lightning in a jar and may, may still hit. Maybe he is a little bit more of a... um schoolyard type of improvisational guy and hey Russ Wilson's that and he had a he's probably gonna make the Hall of Fame uh Kenny Pickett maybe not as gifted physically as Russ but you know pretty close in other areas I mean he is athletic and he is bigger and all that but we're we are trending in the right direction we're getting better there in in all areas and of course the Texans they've been good all year uh with CJ Stroud of course he has to really carry the load because they cannot run the rock at all. Three starters on IR. They had four starters out, I believe, on the O-line in week number two. Hopefully they can get these guys back, at least most of them, and you know, 
throw Damian Pierce a bone, but for now it's going to be C.J. Stroud throwing to my guy, Tank Dell. How about that, Tank Dell? Unbelievable. You know, I actually said all year to not doubt him that he was going to buck the trend. I'm still a little surprised uh, <clears throat> that it took – well, I'm not surprised, but I am still a little surprised. Anyone should be surprised. I mean, no one was really talking about this guy as – I mean, he's playing like a number one pick uh, through three weeks. I mean, the guy's like uh, wide receiver one, I believe. We're close there, really close to that. But keep using him. Obviously, hopefully you pick him up on the waiver wire. Um, moving on to the Rams, Colts. I'm personally not buying Kyron Williams, but I am buying the fact that there's no one else, really, unless they want to really take a look at Zach Evans. I will say the Colt front is pretty nasty and tough to run on. You really want to throw on them. Puka Nakua um, is on that injury report. We'll see about him. Could be only one more week for Puka Nakua to dominate the Cooper Cup role as Cooper Cup himself, uh, potentially back by week number five. And, boy, how about Zach Moss? They're blocking it up for him well, but, man, this is an unbelievable. Yet another example of how good a running back or how much better a running back can look with a full commitment to him, not looking over his shoulder, and getting volume, and getting some good things blocked up for him. But still, uh, Zach Moss deserves a lot of credit. I did not get him anywhere, unfortunately. He looks like a real needle mover, at least for now. Of course, Jonathan Taylor could return as well in one week. We shall see about that. You know, the Buccaneers, I think clearly we've already learned. I I thought I was a little disappointed with Dave Canales. I thought, you know, you want to stick to the run, fine, but – did a poor job of getting the ball to Rashad White in space and in the passing game. So maybe he's not great. And these Bucs are just going to be week to week. They're just not going to be able to do it, you know, against the upper echelon defenses. And I would classify these Saints this week as one, by the way. So not great. Uh, Mike Evans has been owned generally by the Saints. I'm sure he's had a for sure he had one big game last year, but otherwise Lattimore, uh, you know, a Debo and the, the other kid, Alante Taylor, man, he was, this guy was all over the place. So this St. D is pretty darn good. So I would be a little worried uh, in that one there about Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Rashad White, all that. Uh, for the Saints, of course, they get Alvin Kamara back. So we'll see if Kendra Miller can have much of a role. I think this is not great for Potentially a guy like Michael Thomas, who's been pretty good, getting a lot of volume, maybe with Alvin Kamara now in the mix. Certainly not good news for my guy, Juwan Johnson, who I was high on as a you know th- late-round dart throw tight end two with upside. They do like him. He had a great summer. You know, It's Derek Carr. We got Card. So who knows? Maybe the change if Carr's not going to play and it's Jameis Winston, maybe that helps, but... Yeah, I mean, Juwan not, not looking great. Also not looking great here midway through the Hanson's Hints podcast here at FantasyPoints.com is Sammy Howell uh, with a ton of interceptions last week. You know, this is why I, I did not give any love to these D.C. receivers. I love Jahan Dotson. Didn't make my list. Terry McLaurin, no. Respect him, nope. Curtis Samuel, not bad. Pretty versatile. No, I just, I wasn't feeling that. Now, Jacoby Brissett is in the wings here. If they, you know, they're only, they're still two and one. So 
They're going to probably need to lose a few more games, but if they do, they are paying Jacoby to set a lot of money, and Ron Rivera is not having it. He wants to win, needs to win, to basically save his job. Our guy Brian Robinson kicking ass, and Antonio Gibson is freaking worthless. Another fumble contract year, a chance to you know have a nice little niche rolled role carved out for you but no got to put the ball on the ground not a very good runner now that we've got trust issues i mean in deep deep leagues i might pick up like chris rodriguez if you need a handcuff for really either guy but uh good stuff though for brian robinson the o-line does stink so it'll be tough this week so he's a little still week to week matchup dependent uh, but, you know, the the love he gets in the passing attack has been uh, very, very helpful. And Ron Rivera did tell me that this summer that he was going to catch the ball. Well, Bengals, Titans, this is really bad with Derrick Henry. What did they get? Seven first downs last week. Just, just repugnant. Ryan Tannehill up, down, you know, mostly down. Uh, two games bad, one game okay. Not a great matchup. It's scary. Now, the only good news is Joe Burrow, scary too, came out of week number three in pretty good shape. But, you know, they certainly do have Jamar Chase and a lot of other weapons capable of, you know, putting up a couple of quick touchdowns and maybe taking Derrick Henry out of this game quickly of the equation. So uh, bad vibes. I'll tell you what, good vibes, though, with Joe Mixon. He looks good. Uh, keep keep rolling with him. Maybe a little bit more Tyler Boyd as they look to sustain and don't really have Joe Burrow's mobility to help out and, you know, that'll hurt their ability to push the ball down the field. Raiders Chargers, we'll see about Jimmy Garoppolo in the concussion protocol. It's bad uh, smelling a dumpster fire coming here with the Raiders. So, you know, I did list Avante Adams as a player to trade. You're not going to give him away. But we still, right now as I record this, could be three days away from Brian Hoyer named the star starter I, I think jimmy g might be trending in the right direction but no lock he gets out of the protocol he's in the protocol right now chargers looking really good eckler back at practice we'll see now is this just a little bit of a ramp up they do have a buy in week five is this a little bit of a ramp up just as a slow start to preparation for week six i guess we'll find out um that ankle injury could be of the high variety. Uh, otherwise, Justin Herbert looking really good. Josh Palmer overall, I mean, grading on a curve, new offense. We're, things are going well. Josh Palmer is going to be have value all year. He could have more value than Quentin Johnson all year. I would classify him, though, as the short-term immediate contributor guy on the waiver wire if you're still looking at that with Quentin Johnson, like the long-term guy. Patriots, Cowboys, Cowboys have a little bit of an issue there against the run. This could be a surprise showing for Ramondre Stevenson running the rock. Otherwise, it could be much of the same, which would be worrisome. He does have this huge role, but the vibes have been really weird on Ramondre. Um, Another tough spot for Kendrick Bourne and Hunter Henry. You know, hopefully Mac Jones isn't under siege, though Cowboys are starting to look a little bit more human as we get into the season. But uh, I'm not in love with the Patriots offense this week. Cardinals, Niners, same deal, but these Cardinals continue to overachieve. 
looks good for Brandon Ayuk to return. Remember in week two, he should have scored a long touchdown on that right side. Otherwise, we're talking about him right there with the big dogs there, Tyreek and Justin Jefferson and points per game. Uh, as it stands, I believe he's still top 10 uh, through two games. Of course, he missed week number three. Christian McCaffrey looks unbelievable. Kittle looked unbelievable last week. Debo is on that injury report. Um, Chiefs, Jets, you know, Sky Moore did exactly what I was hoping and kind of felt in my gut he would do in week two, which is score, and he made that 54-yard play. You know, I thought he'd score, make some plays that were encouraging. This past week, I said, I believe here, I know I said it on SiriusXM and wrote it, I don't know, just more of a gut feeling, but I'm like, yeah, I feel like, you know, after last week, he's going to build on that a little bit. Maybe catch like five balls for like seven. He came close, opened up the game with a really nice 21-yarder. But then, you know, they had such a big lead. They pulled Mahomes, super spreading the ball around again. And only catches, what was it, four for 40, but fairly close. But he's certainly not commanding the ball. I'm disappointed there. Rishi Rice has made some nice plays. They're a little random, but they've been nice. He's done, honestly, a little bit more than Sky. And I did like Rishi Rice a lot, quite a bit, too. Well, panic mode with the Jets as well here, moving on to them, especially with Brees Hall. I mean, we can see it coming with Garrett Wilson, but we're getting Hackett, Hackett did, did again with Nate Hackett, and it's disgusting, and now Brees is on the injury report with that knee, so we shall see. But, I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Don't know what to do. Or what do we rank Brees Hall? Like RB46 now? The guy can, like, literally took a handful of touches in week one and went off out of nowhere, almost. I mean, we all know he's Brees Hall. But this is bad, and the Chief D is really, really good. Now, last but not least, Seahawks, Giants, this Daniel Jones situation has been a little worrisome. But, you know, again, you had Saquon Barkley out, what, in quarter six of the season. Left tackle out last week, left guard. The left tackle's a stud, Andrew Thomas. Expected back in week four. And what else? Something else bad happened. <laughs> oh, Darren Waller had a hamstring scare uh, two days before the opener. So, and probably the two toughest spots, both on national TV, of course, um, in San Fran and against that Cowboy D week one to open the season. This week, he's going to do well. Daniel Jones will do well. The Seahawks getting really, really thrown on. Downfield stuff, too. Could be a Jalen Hyatt little breakout game. Um should do well with Waller, but even if Saquon's out, really like Daniel Jones, and I think Geno Smith is back to being that steady, solid Geno Smith. So we'll wrap up this week four edition of Hanson's Hints right here. And don't even know how long we're going, actually. Hopefully we are still recording. But to wrap up and reiterate the Thursday night special, for week number four is Luke Musgrave, the rookie tight end for the Green Bay Packers. He will go over 35.5 receiving yards. We're kind of feeling C.J. Gardner-Johnson is out 
for Detroit really helps a guy like Luke Musgrave, slot guy, lineup out wide, certainly. Uh, really feeling like a little bit of a shot play to him, seam play uh, to Luke Musgrave. Most likely going to get Christian Watson back. And between Dobbs balling and Watson and Jaden Reed, those DBs that secondary are going to have their hands full. So don't be surprised with Luke Musgrave, who, you know, is a fellow rookie, by the way, on the field with Sam Laporta getting all the headlines. So he knows that national TV game. Uh, Luke Musgrave could be a nice little upside play for the Thursday night special. But regardless, we're going over 35.5 receiving yards for Musgrave in week four. And I'm John Hansen. Thanks for listening. Keep listening to all the other pods here. Good luck with that Luke Musgrave prop and everything else you're doing in week four. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com. 